it's Sam and Scott from Ship It Studios Premier Wrestling Podcast, Above the Ring. And Sam, let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record their content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio-quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away, and it will sound like you're sitting in the same room. Did you know that it's as easy to use as Zoom, but it gives much higher quality audio and video recordings? Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a platform to put over for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using uh, Riverside.fm. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside.fm. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Above the Ring. I'm your host, Sam the SLB. Alongside me today is the man behind the Twitter, the other half of this operation, Scott. Scott, how are we doing? Well, Sam, it's Thursday. You know what that means. It's time for another wonderful episode of Above the Ring. Lots of interesting tidbits happening this week in wrestling. Pay-per-view this Sunday, we got stuff going on for Revolution, stuff going on for Impact, stuff going on for everybody. It's well, someone it's like there's a door that's been open. I know. It's almost like it was forbidden before. Ooh, but now spicy. <laughs> <laughs> so for those of you who don't already do so, this was a weekend that was packed with uh events going on. Um, Impact's No Surrender, which we will go over in a few minutes. Uh, there was also NXT's TakeOver Vengeance Day pay-per-view. Please go back and listen to our post-show that we posted on Monday morning. You can also listen to Scott's Fallout from Raw um, on his Raw review from Tuesday. But, <clears throat> it's a lot, a, lot, a lot that's going on, Scott. We all know about the Forbidden Door. And I kind of want to... Let's actually start off with No Surrender quickly. No Surrender was a really cool event. If you guys don't have Impact Plus, it was actually fun. Go and watch it. Some great matches. We have, obviously, the Good Brothers retained against Private Party. It was a good match. Um, really good match. But I want to point this out because right now, wrestling is due. Their AEW Impact Wrestling and New Japan are doing things the right way. Mm. Observe. So, at the end of this pay-per-view, there was a little bit of a promo that happened. Just video, 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 New Japan logo, and then boom, a tag team, and then it disappeared for like after two seconds. I didn't pick up on it. And unfortunately, I did not watch Impact. Um, we'll quickly go over that a little later. Uh, Finn Juice. Finn, juicy. David Finley, Juice Robinson showed up on Impact this Tuesday. Mm. On top of all of that that's going on, on top of all of it, Tomatonga has been on fire on Twitter if you guys don't follow him. <laughs> I don't... The thing is right now, the no surrender thing with Finn Juice coming over kind of solidified it. As well as Kenta. Um, I can't tell if he's really, 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 really trying hard to be in kayfabe. Or he's actually pissed off on everything going on right now. Maybe a little of both. Maybe a little maybe, of both. <clears throat> maybe that's a good thing. But the craziest thing out of everything that was announced and. Again, with the pandemic, we're going to have to see where this goes. But it has been announced that one of New Japan's biggest stars will be coming over during this whole event. And I will tell you, Scott, I think I... I almost died when I sent this to you. Oh my god, Sam. 
Dave Meltzer announced on the Wrestling Observer podcast that Okada, Kazuchika Okada, leader of chaos, former ex-time IWGP heavyweight champion. The Rainmaker is coming to AEW or Impact. Woo! And then, actually, Carl Anderson followed up saying that he's going to be involved. Okay. Machine gun going with it. Oh, my God. I can't wait to hear the coin drop. Somebody said, I got to point this out to you guys. So I mentioned this. I said I blew up all my friends who watch wrestling. Because to me, Okada is in the top three performers that are currently wrestling right now. Mm-hmm. And one of my, I told some of my friends, he goes, imagine if that coin drops at the end of Revolution. Oh, at the end of the main event. Scott, lose my fucking mind. Mm. Lose my goddamn mind over it, Scott. I'm so happy you're tweeting that event because, my, yeah, I'll be, like, screaming, throwing shit in excitement. <laughs> Sorry, we're, we're really taking this one in. Oh, my God. It's just... Oh, man. So we're going to be keeping an eye on it. We will not stop watching wrestling well we kind of did this has been a long week for both of us <laughs> um like i said watch no surrender um another match i do definitely want to want to let you guys know you should check out and scott i might have mentioned it to you and i know on top of all of the stuff we don't have time to watch um, <laughs> yep. pro wrestling noah had a, an event this past weekend i think i saw rumbles of that okay so for those of you who don't know um, Pro Wrestling Now is like the third biggest uh, wrestling promotion over in Japan. Um, they had... Uh, I gotta find the name of it. I really have to find a name name for it. The name for it. Um, sorry, I'm really looking for this. I really need to know. Well, what, what happened? What Destination 2021. Okay, you guys had a chance to watch this. This was this was cool. It was kind of historical, but it was also a good match. A lot of mat wrestling this weekend. Let me tell you, a lot of mat wrestling. Love some technical wrestling. So the main event was oh, who was who was the champion? Uh, go. Oh, what the heck is his name? Either way, this is this. Go Shiozaki. Go Shiozaki. Um, and I might I might be missing this because it doesn't say he's he was the champion. Or he was. Go Shiozaki. There he is. Why did that not show up the right way? I'm looking at something wrong, Scott. Wow. That's where we're at. <laughs> Open this forbidden door and we're all thrown off. But he took on Kenji Muto, otherwise known as the Great Muta. I was going to say, I'm like, wait. Mm-hmm. And he... Ended up winning. It's a good match. Coolest thing about this match, which is why I advise people watch it. Uh, Muto is the one of three wrestlers now to hold the IWGP Heavyweight Championship, the Triple Crown Heavyweight Championship from All Japan, and then the GHC Heavyweight Championship from Pro Wrestling Noah. Wow. You know, that's like their... What, are, what do they call it over here when you talk about wrestlers who've held major titles? Like the Impact title, you know, the Ring of Honor title, the WWE title. There's a term for it. Well, yeah. I know what you're talking about. It's not like, um, it's not a Grand Slam championship, because that's normally just within one company. But, I mean, that's a that's a pretty good trifecta right there of titles. So, especially for Japan. Because Japan's got a whole bunch of indie feds, but... Those three are definitely the biggest ones, so that's pretty cool that he's been champion for all three now. Mm-hmm. And you can Ooh. find the match actually on YouTube, which is where I watched it. Oh, nice. Um, so, that being said, let's hop into the week's wrestling. Um, I do want to cover quickly, before we move forward, 
um, the AEW Women's Tournament for the number one con- contendership to take on Hikaru, uh, Hikaru Shida. Probably could be mentioned in this during AEW, but, you know, whatever. Fuck it. We're doing it happened it my way. That's right. It happened on Monday, so we covered first. <laughs> we are organized, Scott. That's right. I do have a little. I, I do have one complaint that I was kind of upset that it was on YouTube, but I'm not going to make a big deal out of it. Um, so last on Monday we had the first round for the Japanese side of the women's eliminated tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yuka Sakazaki beat May Suruga. Emi Sakurai beat Veni. I'm hoping I'm pronouncing these right. Andrew's gonna, you know, kick my ass. Uh, Maki Ito. Uh, was defeated by Rio Mizunami, and then Aja Khan beat Rin Kadikara. So, Scott, we definitely, and I'm not one to, you you know, with, with our schedules, I'm not one to pretty much go, oh, yeah, we should, uh, you know, definitely kind of keep an eye on that. No, I think we definitely need to, um, I'm kind of curious. I think it's something that you and I should probably prioritize in terms of extra wrestling watching. Right. Yeah, and, and with what happened after Impact, now we're going to have half of the half of the first round for the United States side as well as the semifinals for the Japan side this upcoming Monday. So, now they're trying to they're throwing everything into the mix. So, we'll find out who our finals are going to be for the Japan side and then the United States side's just gonna have their semifinals, which I'm assuming would probably take place next week. So, because we're we're headed towards revolution. I mean, first we thought that was so far away, and now it's only a few weeks away. It's coming. It's coming, Scott. It's true. So, revolution March seventh. The card is looking solid, but we're gonna talk about impact quickly. Go through the card. Just keep you guys up to date with what we didn't watch. Um, so, opening match was the X Division Championship against Josh Alexander and TJP, with TJP retaining. Uh, fatal four-way match between Trey Miguel, Suicide, Willie Mack, and Davari, with Miguel taking the win. Nice. Matt Cardona took on her Nandez and was uh, victorious. Following that, Finjuice took on Reno Scum. Luster the Legend, Adam Thornstow. Not familiar with them. Rito Scum from... I think when I was watching Impact, like, religiously, I think I saw them, like, twice. They're kind of one of those long-lost tag teams that are on the roster but really are not always on TV. So... Ah, enhancement talent. Well, no, I wouldn't go that far. I mean, they've got wins, but they're... I don't know. They trying to think of a good tag team on WWE side that would be like them. Um, and honestly, I would say that they were kind of like Zack Ryder and um, Brian Myers were over there. Like they would okay. win and then kind of like fade into the background. So. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Um. Well, I don't have to tell you who won that one. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But reading over here, just to kind of continue, um, at the end of the match, if they win, the Good Brothers come out. And it looks like they might be wanting to challenge the Impact uh, Tag Champions. Uh, Up next was Nevaeh taking on Tennille Dashwood. Would Dashwood get in the win? Uh, Probably a very sleazy way of Dashwood to win, I'm assuming. (laughs) Um. And then there was an old school rules match um, between Moose. No, it was Dreamer and Moose. Yep. With Moose defeating Tommy Dreamer. That's actually something we have to watch watch this weekend, only because uh, wrestling is amazing right now. Yeah. I... I just had stuff going on. I know you were out as well, but it was just like, I feel bad because Impact's been doing really well lately, and I feel bad for falling off the train again, but, you know, unfortunately, other 
other priorities are, are starting to to gear their heads. So, well, Scott, we will. You know, things happen, and we will talk about other priorities when we hop right onto USA Network on Wednesdays. <laughs> I love such a great segue. All right, NXT. You know, first wanna wanna talk about. I know we don't really do this too often, but the ratings much closer this week. Uh, AEW at seven forty seven thousand, and uh, I believe NXT was at seven fourteen. So a lot of demand for NXT this week, uh, especially after what happened at the end of Vengeance Day. <sighs> yep. With uh, Adam Cole, baby, showing his true colors. Not a lot of people were happy about it. Me, actually, I've been been singing this from the rooftops for a while. I've been wanting Adam Cole to separate himself from Undisputed Era for a while. So now seems to be the time, and I'm all for it. And we'll continue talking about it. Why? So. Start off the show, Kyle O'Reilly coming out, obviously demanding some answers from Adam Cole. Unfortunately, he doesn't get Adam Cole. What he gets is Roderick Strong coming out, trying to cool him down. Roddy's playing Peacekeeper, kind of like the kid in a divorce, trying to, you know, keep things cool. But obviously, that's not really going anywhere. And then Finn comes out, because Finn obviously got attacked, super kicked as well from Adam Cole. So he wants some of Adam Cole. But neither of them get anything because Pete Dunne and the tag champs, uh, Oni Lurkin and Danny Birch, come out and attack all of them. Leave them all laying. So, of course, this makes Regal declare that we're going to have ourselves a six-man tag match, and that will use your main event later tonight. But our actual in-ring action kicked off with Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon getting a big win over Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell. Um, funny part of this was, <laughs> before this match started, with Austin Theory being abducted by Dexter Loomis <laughs> during Vengeance Day, all the rest of the way had missing uh, like signs for Austin. So they were passing them out to commentary, kind of like sticking them to the to the windows or uh, to the to the whatchamacallit, the plexiglass. And um, yeah, so it was kind of comical. Uh, at one point during this match, Johnny's out there on commentary and the Titan Tron kind of goes on and all of a sudden there's this van that's driving up to the arena. And Johnny eventually recognizes that that was the van that was used by Dexter Loomis for um, Halloween Havoc. So he <laughs> so he runs out there, and the ladies are still they're still wrestling in the ring. The match was real good, but I love the the little extra storyline that was going with it. So Johnny eventually breaks into the van. He brings Austin into the ring or into the onto the stage. And Candace gets all excited. Candace runs out of the ring and goes and hugs Austin while the match is still going on. Indy, unfortunately, gets rolled up by, I believe it was, I believe it was uh, Ember Moon. So they lost, but they won because they found Austin. So it's like a, a win-loss win for the way and... I don't know. It was it was kind of comical. So I, I'm I'm interested to see where that's going. If Dexter's clear, if he's after Austin, or if he's just going after Austin to eventually get to Johnny, because Johnny and Dexter for that North American Championship. I don't know about you, but I want it. I want it, Sam. I want it bad. Scott, I feel like there's so many matches we still have not had. On this, I know. On, on, just and mostly Johnny Gargano matches. I know, and it's great because he's been in NXT for a while now, like years. 
And we still have matches like, oh, I want to see this. Oh, this is going to be amazing. Oh, I want this. I want to face him. And so oh, it's it's nice. Now that he has his own faction, clearly that means he's not going anywhere. And I think him and, and Champ are on that same boat. They're not going anywhere else. They're they're there. That's where they're staying. And which is great because you need you need your cornerstone pieces. Let them stay there. Mm-hmm. After that, we got Leon Ruff taking on the slightly I'm trying to find a good word to talk about Isaiah Swerve Scott. He's almost I don't want to say demonic, but like sinister. That is a good word for him. He's just I don't know. He's has this whole brand new attitude to him. He's no longer the happy go lucky, you know, ooze house, swerves house type guy. He's like you can tell he's got like malcontent for people, and it's gonna be great. But during the match, he's literally just like ragdolling Leon Ruff throughout pretty much most of this. But Leon ends up getting the win, rolls him up, sort of just kind of like, "All right, you beat me." Goes in for handshake. Shakes his hand and then just obliterates him after the match. So Ruff left laying, and Scott just kind of walks off, looking back at the destruction that he made with that nice smirk on his face. So should be interesting. After that, we had more women's tag action. Uh, Casey Catanzaro and uh, Caden Carter. Picking up a big victory over Aaliyah and Jesse Kamea of the Robert Stone brand. After the match was over, Zia Lee and Boa showed up. Casey goes to try to talk Zia Lee out of whatever's happened to her. Zia Lee grabs her, grabs her hand, marks her like she was way back when, before all this really kind of started, and says to her, next week, I will purge you. So I'm like, oh shit, Casey gonna die. <laughs> but I, see, with that, that kind of gives me some ideas. It's like, are they gonna now have Casey get abducted and then have Casey come back as like a ridiculous badass? Like, is this the beginning of like? A hostile takeover? Like, I don't know. It's I'm excited for it. It's you know, it's a it's a women's storyline that's not revolved around the title at all, and it's still super intriguing. It's nice to see because the main roster has a terrible job of doing that. But NXT always finds a good way to bring something in. So for me personally, I'm excited about that feud. To see where that ha- where that goes next week, but Zia leads literally just like a hot knife through butter. She is destroying everybody she faces. So, as much as I love Casey, I don't know how she's going to survive this <laughs> next week. So, <laughs> we'll see what happens. Uh, after that, we had our Dusty Rhodes uh, tag classic um, celebration. Uh, Regal having both. MSK and Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez come out, you know, shows the trophy with with all four of their names on it. It's all celebrations, all happiness, until the WWE Women's Champions, or Women's Tag Champions, Nia Jax, Shane Davis come down. We have ourselves a nice little fashion. Uh, not a street, not a fight, but a nice... Uh, Squabble. Yeah, verbal squabbles. Um, basically, obviously, Naya and Shayna just being like, well, I mean, look at us, badasses, we're going to kill you type of things. Shayna bringing up her history with Dakota Kai. Dakota's like, I'm not the same person you you attacked before. And, you know, Naya talking about how uh, Dusty Rhodes said that she was the biggest, baddest bitch that he's ever met. And Raquel pretty much just put her in her place. Goes, well, he never met me. 
And so after that, Naya and Shayna kind of, you know, backed away and started leaving. And Raquel had probably the best drop of the night. <laughs> so they're still bitching back and forth as they're going. But Raquel essentially tells Naya that when they face each other in two weeks, Raquel's going to take one of those boots that's inside, or one of those boots that's inside the trophy and stick it so far up Naya's hole, she'll never get it back. So, of course, if you've been following any of it at all, the whole my whole joke when it came to Nia Jax has just taken off, and it has still been going for, like, weeks now. And uh, <laughs> the best part about it was, while these four were squabbling, MSK and Beth Phoenix are, are it's still in the ring, and all of a sudden popcorn appears, and they're eating popcorn. Like, they're just memeing out, and it's fantastic. I loved every second of it. The moment Raquel dropped the whole joke... <laughs> Both MSK members fall on the floor, and the popcorn's like road, like like <laughs> bouncing around them because they dropped it. It's, they're just like, oh, they're just freaking out on, <laughs> on the mat, and it was some of the funniest shit I've seen. So obviously, MSK great signing, doing amazing. Obviously, winners of the Dusty Cup Classic and meme extraordinaires. <laughs> I that blows my mind that they won that. I know. Still, it's just like you know, we talked about it on our post show. It's like you bring in a new team; they have a hot run, and they they're going to come up short because you know established team is going to take the win. But no, they they shocked a lot of people, and uh, it was nice. It was real nice to see. So after that, that was a nice, that was a good segment. I really enjoyed that. We had Tyler Rust taking on Kushida after Michael Bivens essentially talked his way into the match. Um, but unfortunately, he threw in the towel for Tyler Rust because Kushida, even not at 100% after this past Sunday, was still kicking his ass from pillar to post. But, you know, he's there to forfeit on his behalf because he wants to, you know, take care of his investment. So I really enjoy what Bivens is doing with Tyler Russ, the whole diamond in the rust thing. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know who came up with that tagline, but it is supreme. It's beautiful. It, it just it rolls off the tongue. It's really nice. And I really am enjoying Tyler Russ's matches, too. So. We'll see what happens. I think he's definitely a form, or, uh, uh, a soon-to-be champion. Maybe not soon-to-be, but eventually he'll be a champion. Of what belt, I don't know. But if they keep go they keep running with this, I think Tyler Russ could be a champion maybe by the end of the year. So we'll, we'll, we will see. Uh, we ended up getting uh, our first or our debut um, in singles action, uh, Zoe Stark uh, came out and absolutely dominated her opponent, uh, Valentina Ferros, I think her, na her name was. But the moment I saw Zoe Stark get in the ring, she does this, like, inverted GTS that is just insane. Um, it just, her presence, like... I was immediately sold within 30 seconds. I'm like, okay, this is a game-changer woman for this division. And how, how sudden she was, how just, you know, um, so what I want to look for. So uh, I can't think of a good word, but it's just the presence was, was huge. And I really think she's going to quickly move herself up uh, the charts. So I'm looking forward to see what happens going forward with her. Um, and then after that, we had our main event. Uh, Pete Dunne, Oni Larkin, Danny Birch. Getting the victory over Finn Balor, Kyle Riley, and Roderick Strong. Which 
knowing what had happened kind of makes some sense. Um, Adam Cole comes out again, attacks um, Kyle Riley with the ref down because the ref took some nasty bumps <laughs> in this match. Um, gives him kind of like a, a brain buster on the steps. And Kyle was like dead after that. Then after the match was over, he comes back in the ring, super kicks um, Finn Balor, and the show ends with him holding up the NXT Championship. So it's like, all right, well, we know what Finn's, we know what he wants to do. He wants that title back. I don't know what's going to happen with with Roddy. I don't obviously know what's going to happen with. Bobby Fish once he comes back, but as of right now, Adam Cole is coming for that title. Thank of course, you. you have Karrion Cross coming for that title at some point, too. It's going to be some massive match WrestleMania weekend if they're smart. But <clears throat> yeah, it's just it's crazy. And the fact that Finn got pinned by Pete Dunne so it's like, Ooh. yeah. So, yeah, it's going to be good. And the fact that Cole has not spoken since um, everything on Sunday, the only things he said is he's done what needed to be done. Even on Twitch, people have questioned him, and they've begged and asked about it. And he said, guys, he's like, we separate work and fun and Twitch and everything else. He's like, I'll say this once. He's like, I did what had to be done. And that's it. So if people keep asking, that's the answer I'm giving you. So, like, I love the fact that it's already kind of, uh, that, it's, that it was such a controversial thing that it's immediately moved into his, you know, his other job <laughs> of, of Twitch and everything else. That people need to know what happened. And that's great because obviously NXT gained, I think, like 30,000 fans this week because they obviously want to know what's going to happen. Do you blame them? No, not at all. Absolutely. I couldn't wait to watch this week because I wanted to know what happened, you know, with Cole and if he was going to give an explanation. I had a feeling he wouldn't and he didn't. So obviously we're on to next week to see what happens. Um, there was some ridiculousness after after the fact. I, I had missed this because I I had shut off Twitter when I was watching AEW last night after the after uh, the show was over, where they put Kyle O'Reilly on the stretcher. You know, they they say for precautions, but clearly, you know, they're selling the brainbuster that he took from Cole. One of the fans that were there said that he had a seizure and it spread throughout the internet like you wouldn't believe. Everybody was just like, oh my god, Adam Cole made Kyle O'Reilly have a seizure on NXT and it just kind of exploded into this whole bunch, abundance of uh, like nonsense. Um, <laughs> but multiple sources had come back after the fact and said that he didn't have a seizure, he was selling the injury, it was just a precautionary measure that they put him on the stretcher, obviously, you know, to sell the move. But Kyle's like, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> like, obviously, I'm upset. I'm hurt because of everything that happened. So he tried to, like, tie it in to say that, you know, the attack hurt. But, you know, I didn't have a seizure like people were thinking. So ridiculousness running amok today. I know. So good. So obviously now next week is going to be even more must-see, and it's just, I can't wait. I'm I so excited. wondering how NXT was going to match up with what they were doing on AEW, Impact, and the lot. Mm. Let me tell you, though. They own um, their own. They did it. They, they're doing it as we they, speak. Well, Scott, let's uh, let's change that channel. Let's see what's happening. Change that channel. 
on um, the TNTs. Dude, it doesn't end. It does not end. It doesn't. Um, with Revolution now, one, two, um, two weeks from Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, we're really starting to get heavy into getting heavy into the pay per views. Oh yeah, gotta be insane. That 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 also doesn't. D- don't forget, we also have the Impact pay per view in April as well. They also have another one in March. Is it a pay per view or is it like a super card kind of event? No, it's another one of those Impact Plus shows, which I kind of expected they'd have a few before the next pay per view. Yeah, but, I, th- I don't know I, which I, one it is, but I retweeted it earlier today. Yeah, but I don't remember exactly which one it was either. Um, I was going to say no surrender, but I think that was the one that just happened. No, that was so, one that happened this weekend. Yeah. Um, plus monthly events. It is Sac- sacrifice. That's what it was. Saturday, March thirteenth. Sacrifice on Impact Plus. Yeah, this is gonna be. They'll be. They'll be good. They'll be good. And sacrifice um, used to be one of their big pay per views too. That's a little sad to see. So let's hit it off. This episode of AEW again, I thought was pretty good. We had some pretty good matchups. We again a lot of build up going into Revolution. You know, you know, now I think about it, Revolution, which I think might be the weakest pay-per-view name. Like, it just sounds like something you would have heard in the, like, ruthless aggression era of WWE. Seems to always have a, like, like last year it had a solid card. And this year it's looking to have a solid card. Well, I mean, last year, if I remember correctly, had the best tag team match I've ever watched in my entire life. Of, you know, yeah, that was 30 the Bucks years and, of wrestling. Um... Hangman and uh, Kenny Omega. Like, you know, shit on their, you know, the flippy shit that, that, that AEW does that people want to do. But that tag match had everything. Storytelling, ridiculous moves. It's just, yeah, that was a fantastic tag team match. And I look forward to this, this one where once we get to what the main event's going to be, Holy shit. <laughs> yup. <laughs> so kicking off the bat, we actually actually we mentioned you mention it. And we have um Hangman Page and Matt Hardy taking on um the hybrid two. Where Page and Hardy defeat the hybrid two, and it was a cool match, good match. I love watching the, the lot of them go. Um <clears throat> but at the end of it. You know, Matt was excited. He's gloating. Oh, I'm gonna have thirty percent of your uh, your earnings and da 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 da. And Hangman's like, yeah, you might want to reread that. And he reread it. He's like, I get a hundred. You get a hundred percent of my first quarter earnings. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know. And then he, you know, there's a match at uh, Revolution. Yep. Um, and you know, obviously Matt comes. You know, Matt's like, well, what? One should be a man, and we can, you know, if whoever wins at Revolution. Gets the uh, other person's first quarter earnings. And Hangman, being the man of his word, you know, shook his hand. And that was not expected. I didn't think it happened that fast. Yeah, well, you know, they're going to have themselves a, a big money match. They are a big money match. Oh, my God. <laughs> think about that. Hangman, Hangman, who I think low-key is one of the t- one of the growing stars. That, like, I think he might be the face of the company at some point. Oh, Absolutely. Um, I mean, I've said that I said that years ago, a uh, year or so ago, when this started. He just has main event status. Um, but it was this was a cool match, and then the ending where they attacked and Private Party came out and attacked him as well. And then he threatened uh, the hybrid too. He's like, "I'll give you thirty three thousand dollars to like attack Hangman or something like that." Yeah. And then the Dark Order came to save Hangman. And you have negative one running to the the ramp and waving everybody in. I was just like, ah, don't do this to me. Hangman all appreciative and almost brought to a tear. I'm just like, do it. I want you to do it. Join the Dark Order. God damn it. Yes. Just do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. So following that, we had a a solid um 
solid. I was shocked. Second match of the night. Um, first round women's title uh, match. Rio taking on Serena Deeb. Um, this one wasn't bad. This wasn't a bad go around. It's cool to see Rio back after what they say like twelve months. Eleven, or eleven months she's been gone. Yeah, it was crazy. I think forty eight weeks or yeah since she's wrestled last on AEW, and I didn't realize Serena Deeb her knee was legit injured because I was shocked that Deeb lost this match. I, I, you know what? I'm gonna. I wanted to bring that up because my thought was she is the NWA Women's Champion. I'm like, there's no way she can lose this. Right, that was my thinking too. And then when Rio won, it was like, oh, I mean, I loved how they finished the match too, with like uh, the constant reversals into pins, and Rio just caught her. But yeah, I was surprised to see the champion go down in the first round. But if she's legit injured, then I completely understand why they did it then. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I was just, I was convinced. I'm like, there's no way they're going to just let her lose because she is champion. Right. Um, but no, it wasn't a bad bout. It was cool to see Rio back. Um, I already t- took down the uh, the uh, the tournament list. Oh, no, it's right. It's right in front of me still. Um <laughs> So I believe quarterfinals next week. We um, yeah, we'll have the semis next week. Yeah, so next week we will have Thunder Rosa take it on Rio. Yep, and then whoever wins the first round matchups on the YouTube show next Monday will probably have their own matches as well, and I think. It'll be the Japanese final. I don't know when that's going to play, but we'll find out. We still got a few weeks. We will. So up next, um, we had Orange Cassidy taking on Luther. I was really looking forward to this match. But I feel like nothing happened in this match. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) <laughs> I, I, I was expecting something, and there was just nothing I could even watching it. I'm like, there's nothing I can even comment. No, there really it was, wasn't. It was literally a filler match. Like, I was shocked that they went this route with this match. Yes. Because Luther is a legend. Um, Orange Cassidy is, you know, Orange Cassidy. I just, I just didn't think they were gonna go this route. Nothing happened, and I was upset. I wanted. I, I thought this could have been great. I know all my all all, the, all my fellow AEW fans are probably like, "This is the first time I've ever heard of him say something bad." Well, you know, Andrew's Andrew's gonna be on the floor because you know he's always yeah. giving us shit because all we do is hype up AEW. It's like, well, you know, that's the Bedlam way. We like to keep things positive here. We like to be cr- critique. Actually, funny thing, if you, you watch him being the elite. Um. Oh my God! So let's let's um, talk about the dark order earlier. You had um. Alex Reynolds and Justin Silver up in the rafters. They're like, "Yeah, I can't believe we're finally up here." I didn't know there were even steers that go up here. And then all of a sudden, you see him go, "Oh, yo, look! It's Sting and Darby Allen, and it's Luther and Serpentico." And Reynolds like, <laughs> "No, it's not. It's." <laughs> It was one of the funniest bits because then, as they're saying uh-huh. that, Luther's like, Sting? I love Sting. Rosen! Yes! And he just starts, he just like, like that's not the words. He goes, yeah, it is. I grew up listening to that music. And they were just <laughs> comical, comical, comical bit. Um, then we had um, Team Taz come out and acknowledge, you know, address Sting, and they actually... Sting, I think, for the first time in years, threw a punch. It took a bump? Took bumps? Yeah, right here. Wrestling World um, held its breath. I'm reading off of the Bleach Report. As Sting hit the mat in his first bump since Night of Champions in 2015 when he suffered his initial spinal injury. Yep. Yeah, that, that powerbomb from Brian Cage was clean. But I was even like, 
And then he just kind of kept on moving. I'm like, okay, he's moving. This is good. <laughs> but, whew, that was a bit of a shocker. Did not expect that. No, no, I was um, it definitely. If there was a crowd in that building when that happened, whew, they would have lost their damn mind, Scott. Mm. Speaking about losing your damn minds, we actually had the AEW Tag Team Championship match with the Young Bucks taking on Santana and Ortiz. Why is not not gonna lie? Mm -hmm. I just wanted to say this. I hated the ending of this match. I'm just gonna say it out loud. I really did. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Let me interrupt. Um. What when everyone? Uh, everyone. Um. No, just the way it ended. I I didn't like it at all. I can see that. I'm just trying. To, I'm 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 like blanking right now. What happened at that ending? Well, just like, well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, Santana and Ortiz were effectively towards the end of the match, just running things, and then all of a sudden, they what did just get rolled up? It's like that's it. Like, and the fact, first of all, the fact that it took eighteen goddamn months for them to get their first tag team title shot, fucking blasphemy. Blasphemy. 18 months. Bullshit. I, I I would argue that these guys need to have their um they need to have a title run at some point. Yes. They should have already had one, at least. But you know, that's that's one thing that, that does bother me is that they don't they have legitimate tag teams, but yet let's go with one that's thrown together made no sense to me whatsoever. Like, Jericho and MJF shouldn't even be sniffing the tag team titles. Santana and Ortiz are your tag team. You should be helping them win the title. Not try to build more teams. Not how this works. <laughs> little things like I love AEW as a whole, pro as a whole, as a product, but it's these glaring little things that just really irk me. And yeah, I don't know. Just that's it. I can see the complaints. I'm not going to say I don't get it. I see it. Um, you know. I thought it was weird, and they give the belts to Paige and Kenny. But yeah, another one that I mean, the tag team ended up being really good, but both those guys are in their primes. I don't see why it's a good idea if they ever give it to Jericho and MJF. MJF, I can understand; he's in his prime. Jericho, no, <laughs> not in his prime anymore. Doesn't really make any sense. Like, no. also when they had when Sammy was still in the inner circle and they had Sammy Hagar. Like, no, I mean the callouts were cool, but I mean no, <laughs> no, stop it. I don't know. Like I said, I don't have much to argue, uh, much to complain about when it comes to AEW, but it's those little things. Like, I don't know. Part of me thinks that maybe they should have just stayed in Impact and continue being LAX. Yeah, potentially. I mean, there's a lot of talent. I mean, people make the same argument with SCU. You know, why is SCU on the bottom? I Yeah, I agree. Granted, well, that also goes back to the theory that I have, which is um, this weekend at No Surrender, Tommy Dreamer ended up losing to Rich Swan. Tommy Dreamer made a years ago, and you know this more than I do, where he did not want to be the guy. Right. He did not want to be the guy. Because that's, yes, you have the championship, and that's cool, but there is a lot of responsibility being the company's guy. Right. And I start to wonder, when you bring up stuff like this, and other people, and like, I want, I want to see these people as champions. I want this person to have this belt, this person to have this belt. But part of me does wonder, I'm like, maybe this is their decision. 
maybe there's a reason they don't want to be champion. You then know? why? Then why are they in professional wrestling? I mean, maybe they like it. Maybe they love it. You know, some people just love it. That's all good and fine, but your job is to win titles <laughs> or tell good stories along the way. I mean, they, they maybe that's my WWE coming out, but if you're not in the business to win a championship, then what's the point? That's just uh, that's just my opinion. No, but, I can I can argue that you know some people just love the sport. Maybe they like to wrestle. Maybe they don't care to have a belt. You know. But that aside. I do think Santana and Ortiz definitely need to have a title run sooner rather than later. Mm. Um, well, speaking about title runs, um, following us, we have the former F, uh, former Impact Impact pff, um, AEW Tag Champs FTR taking on Matt and Mike Seidel. This one I was a little confused because I'm like, I don't remember this match being announced. Briefly last week. Or, or I don't even know if it was. I know they mentioned Mike and Matt Seidel going to be in tag action, but I, I don't remember if they talked about if it was against FTR. You know, but, but this was an interesting one. This wasn't bad. I mean, I, I love FTR. FTR should probably always be towards the top of the card when it comes to tag team. Right. Yeah. Um. Easily. Matt and Mike were fine. I mean, they they didn't they didn't it didn't like catch my attention. Um, and FTR got the got the win per usual as they should. But the main event was fascinating, interesting, however you want to put it. Uh, Eddie Kingston, Butcher and Blade taking on Moxie, Ray Phoenix, and Lance Archer. Let me tell you, you want to talk? About, let's let's flip on the other side of things. Lance has been getting, you know, Lance is really starting to push his way up the card. Yep. He's not like a talker as good as um, Moxley or Kingston. Granted, I've seen him on Brandy's show. Um, the hell's the name of her uh, cooking show? Shot, Shot of Brandy. Brandy. I yeah. don't know why I remembered that, but yeah. <laughs> oh, she was on there, and he just starts making whiskey. And like he goes, oh, yeah, let me show you how to cook this correctly. And he just starts pouring whiskey and things. Um, <laughs> but but he was funny. He was just he was just being himself. Maybe he doesn't have – maybe he gets nervous on the mic or something. But um, – well, I mean, he's also got Jake the Snake Roberts, so yeah. he doesn't need to talk. It's like having Paul Heyman. You don't need to talk. Let him do it for you. Yeah. Actually, speaking of Brandy, I hate to jump around like I, you know, I'm all over the place, but Brandy made the announcement that they're having a a girl, I believe. Yes. I kind of, I kind of, I kind of dug uh, the way they did it. Um, nobody knew. Besides Brandy and the person, obviously, that loaded the pyrotechnics. And um, brought Cody out. And then they had the fireworks. And then it was, you know, like in the back, the tunnels were either pink or blue. And they were just changing colors. And then all of a sudden, everything came out pink. And I was just like, oh, shit, they're having a girl. (laughs) Also, kudos to Brandy for calling her own husband out. (laughs) 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 Right. It's like, yeah, I didn't even tell Cody because he can't keep his mouth shut. I Oof. know. Oof. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, first time dad. I'd be excited too, so I understand that. Um, but anyways, this last match was pretty good. It was fun. Uh Good Brothers came out at the end of it. Actually, Mo- let, let me finish up. Moxley actually got the pin on Kingston. Yes. Um, and then the Good Brothers came out with Kenny. Speaking about things that keeping things interesting when Kenny came out. By the way, Kenny had a pretty funny promo. Yeah. Um, yes. And also being called the WWE champion. So you want to be. What? I totally missed that. Jim Ross accidentally called him the WWE champion. Um, so, of course, Twitter took off with that. And. Um, yeah, so you want to talk about Forbidden Doors. Apparently, he really is uh, the title collector. I feel bad for Drew. Drew McIntyre lost it, didn't even know it. <laughs> <laughs> but 
But no, uh, I, I feel bad. I really do feel bad for JR. He even tweeted later. He's like, you know, he of the battle. Honest mistake. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but, you know, the internet, ruthless as ever. So they're still, they're still calling to, to have Ross removed. But I don't know. I thought he's been doing pretty well. I mean, obviously, the moment he mentioned it, I, I was like, oh, whoops. And then immediately after that, the, the segment ended, he immediately says the AEW champion, Kenny Omega. I was like, ha, all right. I see what you're doing. You're trying to cover up your own mistake. Nice, nice try, but <laughs> the internet not- still has you. Yeah, yeah. The internet never forgets, and the internet is always undefeated. Always remember that, folks. Um, but let me tell you, my a couple of my friends uh, was you know with John and you know his friend Irvin. They were watching with me. Let me tell you, when they came out and said that they were doing this exploding bobbed wire death match. If you weren't even the least excited or curious about it, dude, just kick rocks. <laughs> like, just kick rocks. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, being on Twitter at the same time covering NXT, these things are always spoiled for me, which is fine. It is what it is. I've come to accept that now. But watching it back a couple hours later, I was still super hyped for this. I mean, I've seen some of the old death matches like that, and it's always, like, ridiculous. But that's back then. This is now. I can only imagine what this match is going to look like. And then you want to throw in that little tidbit of after the match ends, you hear the coin drop. Right? That's what I'm saying. We get... Just imagine that. After the match ends, Kenny's victorious. Mox can go off and enjoy being a dad for a little while. Okada, Omega, what would that be? Four? Five. Okada Omega five. Would it be five? Yep, because they've had four bouts. Yeah, so there you go. There's your next like what's their next wave view? Was it double or nothing? Mm-hmm. There you go. Boom. Main event, double or nothing. Okada versus Omega Five. Oh my god, dude, the fucking wrestling world would lose its damn mind. People would definitely want to look up who Okada is and realize that he's, without a shadow of a doubt, one of the best wrestlers in the entire world right now. Scott, I'm drooling uncontrollably. I'm sorry. Thinking about what might happen soon. I know. We, we go into our fantasy booking thing quite often. No, we fangirl. Let's be real. We do. We do. We fangirl over possibilities. <laughs> true. No, I, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, there's no denying that. But, you know, if most of the time we're wrong, but if one time we get it right, it's that one time, Scott. <sighs> Heavy breathing. Right. Heavy fucking breathing, guy. I can't wait. I, I, good stuff. I mean, we got, we had NXT Vengeance Day last week. We have Elimination Chamber this Sunday. We got this pay per view. What is it like? The first week, first weekend of the seventh. You got Impact on the thirteenth. You know, it's just, and then after that, I believe in. A week, it's Fastlane, first one on Peacock. And then after that, it's WrestleMania for two nights once again. The next two months, lots of wrestling to cover. I can't wait. 
so excited. Oh, what a time, Sam. Just thinking about it, Scott. I'm just thinking about it. What a time. Well, guys, the Forbidden Door is officially open, and we are, like, drooling at the seams. <laughs> but if you guys don't already do so, please follow us on Twitter at media underscore Bedlam. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Bedlam Media. You can find myself as Sam, the SOB official, and Scott as Scotty J, J Stream on Twitter. We are on all stream platforms, excluding Pandora, which should be coming soon. If you cannot find us on a platform, please let us know, and we can try to get ourselves on there. Thank you for listening to Above the Ring. This has been the Forbidden Door episode. Thank you for listening. Subscribe. Get excited, guys. And do not forget to join the Bedlam. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.